1: And welcome to Sitting with Sean, episode number six. Today's guest, I have Chris Milson from Newport Ritchie, Florida. Welcome, Chris.
0: Hey guys, uh, thanks for having me, Sean. I greatly appreciate the
1: opportunity. Thank you, thank you for thank you for being here, man, and, and thank you for uh, for reaching out to me. I had a friend actually recommend you and say, "Hey, I've got this friend out in Florida." And I think that he would be great on your show, and uh, so, you know, I'm down for it. I'm ready for it. Was it Was it Tina? It was Tina.
0: Tina, such it a was. great person. I love her.
1: Yeah, yeah. T- Tina seems like a great person, and she's going to be on my show probably mid July.
0: Awesome. I look yeah. forward to
1: that. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So, go ahead, introduce yourself, Chris.
0: Um, So guys, my name is uh, Chris Milson. Like uh, Sean had mentioned, I host a podcast called Mental Health Movement Voice for the Voiceless. Um, You can catch me on Spotify or YouTube. Um, Just cover any subjects of mental health, uh, anywhere from grief to mental health month. uh, Cover a lot of subjects. It's uh, got a lot of good reactions so far.
1: That's awesome. And, And right off the bat, I want to say thank you for what you do
0: and thank you for what you do, man. This is, this is awesome.
1: It's a, it's a very selfless service that you do, man. And, and, uh, and and I I do appreciate what you do.
0: Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate, uh, appreciate the opportunity to uh, put myself on a platform uh, such as this and be able to talk with somebody who essentially tries to do the same thing that I'm doing. You know, uh, not a lot of people are willing to do this for nothing, you know, and uh, very selfless, like you said, and, Anything I could do to help, uh, you know, others, and you know, just like my the name of my podcast being the voice for the voiceless. There's 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 so many people that are afraid to speak out, are afraid to talk about the struggles, man. And I'm just so thankful to be able to do this and have so many people reach out and be like, "Hey, this podcast helped me out, or this episode helped me out." Uh, it's it's a great opportunity, man.
1: Absolutely. You know, and I do, I absolutely love that the voice of the voiceless. Um, you know, I, 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 I like to say that for people that do say that they're the voice of the voiceless or, or hold that mantra in, in their life. Uh, because there's a lot of people, like you said, that don't speak up about their mental health, don't talk about the struggles that they face. And then things happen, and those things are bad. And, uh, you know, it could be, it could have all been prevented if they talked about it. And, and so that's why, and I don't really call it gatekeeping, but that's w- really why like I stood, you know, I'm doing this and I'm standing in, in this, this space, you know, to be the voice of the voiceless. And I can tell you're doing the same thing. And, uh, it's really garnishing this just slow burn revival of, of a mental health, uh, of of a mental health or a step in the right direction for mental health.
0: Absolutely. And, and you know, I've mentioned it a couple of times on probably three or four different episodes, you know, just they're not being resources for everybody because, you know, there's that stigma behind every piece of mental health, man. Like you have anxiety, here's some pills you have. So you have depression, here's some pills or, uh, you know, you're feeling suicidal so they'll lock you up and baker act you or something and it's it's tough to have that conversation with so many people because they hear those buzzwords like therapy it's like oh no i don't want to do that they're they're gonna think i'm crazy they're gonna admit me into a hospital and there's just that weird thing in society that tries to throw a label on everything as if we're thrown into a box and we're supposed to feel this way. Okay, you have depression here. You're going to be separated over here. You're not like any of us. You're always sad. You're always uh, the Debbie Downer is probably one of the most famous uh, phrases that I've heard. And, you know, being able to tell people, hey, it's okay to feel this way. It's okay to feel depressed and feel sad. And then you're not alone. And I can't stress that little phrase enough is you're not alone. You know,
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, And and you hit on something that that uh, that I really like to talk about in some of my some of the stuff that I do is is you're, you know, uh, they put they put you in a box when they when you get when you get a diagnosis like, okay you know, you have post-traumatic stress disorder. So, oh, my goodness, you got PTSD, dude. Let's watch out for you because you could go postal. You could go down the road and you could, you know, shoot up a school. That's not necessarily what it looks like for everybody. right? And and as a matter of fact, it isn't what it looks like for a majority of people. It's in some of the most worst cases. And, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's really, it's sad what, what has happened and and the movement in mental health has gotten a whole lot better over time, you know, compared to the fifties, sixties, seventies, but it's still not where it needs to be.
0: Right. And, and, you know, I always try to stress in the the mental health group that I have um, that it's not just a hashtag to me. It's not just one time of the year where, oh, we're going to make a whole month on men's mental health or just mental health month. It's like you're either pushing the message or you're just doing it for the likes. And I know there's so many people out there that do that. And it's it's heartbreaking because social media is responsible for that stigma. It, you know, I obviously it's not a hundred percent on social media, but it's a good majority of those people who will you know share a, a meme that they feel like they can relate to and they'll put a hashtag on there just so it gets likes with the algorithm of social media and not really put any weight behind it. And meanwhile, people like you and I actually try to push that message and actually try to. Use our platform and use our passion for this and using what struggles we had to go through to make sure those people that are either starting to run into what we, we felt or are in the middle of something we experienced and, you know, want to remind people that you don't have to go through this alone. And, and I know it's such a dark world out there, man. You know, the, the news, just everything that's going on right now. It's a dark world. And so many people get lost in that darkness. And if I can reach my hand out to just one person, I will do that. And I will make sure that person remembers that they had somebody on their way back up, you know, because once you hit rock bottom, man, yeah, it's hard to get back from rock bottom. But the only way to go back is up. You know, you can't hit any further than rock bottom.
1: Absolutely, uh, you know you met, you. You hit on uh, on the fact of, of social media kind of kind of being this uh, the a good thing for mental health, but also a bad thing. And I, you know, I, I do a lot on TikTok. Um, that's that's my main platform, um, and I have seen something today. You know, where this woman said, you know. Um, it's men's mental health awareness. Where's everybody at? Why is this not going crazy like, you know, two, three months ago? And, and I made a video in response to that. And I said, because 90 percent of you guys don't care. It has nothing to do with the fact that that it was popular th- two and three months ago. It has nothing to do with, you know, the fact that it's men's mental ha- health awareness month. It has everything to do with the fact that you don't care. Right. And if you did, if you did care, it would be it would be a, a topic of discussion right now. But it's not. And I made, you know, I, I said, you know, women cannot vouch for men. Women can't stand up for men, much like men can't stand up for women. We have to do it on our own. And until we do it on our own, we're going to be in the same exact spot that we were
0: it's that revolving yesterday. Door, yeah, exactly.
1: It's this, it's this cycle of insanity. Mm-hmm. Madness but uh
0: you know like like you said about the you know people not caring it's just again i just feel like so many people do it for attention for when it's convenient for them and yeah. i remember making a post on facebook maybe about 3 months ago saying i know not too many people on my main uh, main page really care to hear about it but you know, we're growing the group. I'm at 1,300 members now, almost 14. And I I literally said, I said, nobody outside of the mental health group really cares. And yeah, I wasn't doing that for, you know, a cry for what was me, nobody cares. It was calling out those people who just seem to post stuff when it's convenient instead of actually trying to push this movement that it goes so much further than just June being men's mental health month or – uh, May being mental, uh, mental health month. And it's just, you know, like you said, it's, it's a cycle of insanity.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, that's why the, you know, the podcast, uh, I don't care to get a hundred thousand followers on, 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 uh, on YouTube when I upload it or on Spotify, because the people that are going to need to hear the message are the ones that are going to receive it. And they're going to hear it when, at a time when they need it. And if, and, and and that time may be today, maybe tomorrow, maybe a year from now, but they're gonna see it and, and that is gonna impact their life. Um, something about it is gonna impact their life. That's why I don't I don't run after numbers because right. to me to me it's not about the about the, the quantity, it's about the quality. And uh so yeah, I've never been like that. <laughs> I I I don't care how many followers I have on TikTok, I don't care how many friends I have on Facebook or anybody, any of that because yeah. You're gonna receive what you need to receive when you need to receive it.
0: Exactly. And, and you know it's interesting that you brought up the the numbers part because when I was originally doing the uh, when I originally started the podcast, you know, it was greatly received and uh, you know got a lot of reaction. And then I kind of started to remember it's like, okay, when I had a podcast for you know one of my other passions, uh, it was good for like two weeks. People were sharing it. People were, you know, oh, I listened to this. This was great. And then that support falls off. Cause again, social media being like, we care about this for X amount of time. And then all of a sudden, okay, you're just doing a podcast every other week. And it doesn't have, it doesn't hold water for a lot of people. So going into, I think episode nine, this would be for me podcast wise, I think my average is like 23 listeners. Mm -hmm. And I said in my last podcast, like, listen, like as much, it would be awesome to hit a hundred thousand people. You know, that number would look great on paper, right? How many of those hundred thousand people do you think are going to reach out to? How many of those hundred thousand people are going to make sure that you're okay? Uh, I have people that uh, can't wait for the next episode that always reach out to me. Hey, when are you doing another episode? These are great. And, you know, sometimes the numbers will grow. Sometimes they'll just stay in my average 20 listeners. And I'm okay with that now. I'm okay with reaching out to the people that I need to reach because I've, one of the biggest interviews for me so far has been with uh, Tiffany Herring, who works for NAMI. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was pretty huge for me because I was like, you know, NAMI is a, you know, a national organization. Yeah, it is. I'm just talking to her like a normal person. And, you know, again, when you see somebody's social media and you see their job title, it's like, Holy shit, this person's a really big deal. And I'm talking to them like a normal person. Yeah. And when you have somebody who's as high up as she was in Nami saying that my podcast help her is pretty crazy because you don't, you don't ever think you can reach somebody at that level. So again, absolutely can reach that, that 20 people. And, you know, it doesn't matter where they are in the hierarchy. You know, they're a person like you and me. Yeah. Uh, they breathe the same air. You know, if I can reach just one person, I- I'm cool at the end of the day.
1: Absolutely. You know, it's crazy because uh, my one of my mentors, well, I, I have two mentors in the peer support field. And, and one um, I interviewed this past week and I was I was really humbled by by her. She was the one who actually kind of opened the door for me to be peer support. And my other mentor literally to this this morning was like, when can I be scheduled to be on your show? And I was like, you reached out to me. Of all people, you reached out to me. And this man is a director of, 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 of a clinic up here in, in, in Alaska. He's super busy all the time. Right. Uh, this man, you know, he co-founded the alumni program that I am now facilitating in that I told you about before. Like this man, I look at him and I see the godfather. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> I look at him and it's like, this man can do no wrong. And uh, he reached out to me and said, hey, when can I be on your show? And I was like, I feel like I'm at the pinnacle right now. It's, like
0: it's moments like that, man. Like yeah. when you can interview somebody who inspires you, that's it's so it's such a different feeling from anything else. It's incredible.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm really excited about that. And actually, I'm recording Thursday for it nice. with him. So so yeah, I was just I was just like, man, this is great. This is great. And you know, it's getting to a point now where like uh I I used to be scared. I was scared getting on camera and talking about certain things, and I think you might be able to tell in the first video I did, I was kind of like looking down and not really talking. <laughs> right you know, shame on me for who I was and, and right. shame on me for who I am now. But now it's like, I enjoy doing this and I love hearing people's stories. Yeah. So uh, getting into stories, go ahead and, uh, and tell us what it was like for you.
0: Oh, man. So I went through, you know, quite the traumatic child uh, childhood. And I've had depression for as long as I can remember, you know, probably about, 14 is probably when I was starting to get self-aware. Fast forward to 2019, I was part of this uh, suicide prevention rocks uh, uh, page on Facebook. And they were just about, you know, posting positivity rocks that people were painting and stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to make a post and I'm going to see where it goes. So I made a post about depression, kind of told a little bit of my story without, you know, getting really personal with it. And... It got about 600 likes. I'm like, okay, that's pretty crazy for something that only happened, uh, I think it was only a week, and I was at like 639 people. Oh, wow. And I was talking with one of the admins, and they wanted, to write a, uh, wanted me to write for their blog. So I'm like, you know, that's an incredible opportunity. I, I can't turn that down. And it was for the Joshua York Foundation. Um, basically, this guy's husband uh, unfortunately took his life. And, you know, he was like, it would be an honor to have you on this blog and write for us. So I write my first blog and then I started writing a second one that probably took me all day because I put a lot of myself into it. And for some reason, he didn't post it at all. Like, I think it just kind of got like stuck in his queue or something. You never got a chance to read it. So I reached out to him like, Hey man, like, I don't know how often you post these blogs, but you know, I spent a lot of time on this blog and this was right before I started therapy and everything. So it was just kind of a, I wanted my story out there and kind of got a little over persistent, I would probably say. Mm -hmm. Um, so I started a Facebook page on, um, on Facebook, uh, mental, mental health page on Facebook and, that's where it started. I started with mental health movement podcast or not podcast, a Facebook group. And when they found out about it, they took me off of their blog and said that I couldn't post it on their page anymore because I made a page of my own. So I reached out to the admin of their page and I'm like, you know, I didn't make the page out of malice. You know, I wasn't doing it to steal followers, nothing like we're doing this for mental health. So, why does it matter if I had a page or not? Because you you would think somebody who's trying to push the message of mental health, be like, okay, cool. Uh, smaller pages trying to get themselves up. Let's give them some followers and let's keep this movement that we're all supposedly together in. Right. Yeah. So I invited a couple hundred friends. I didn't have a plan with this page at all. Um, it was just kind of a, Mental health group, here's your safe page. Uh, Here's your safe space. It started growing. And I think November of 2019 was when I made it. Um, June 11th right now, we have 1,381 people now. That's awesome. Every time I read the number to my therapist, it's like, you know, I wasn't expecting this to grow. I had no plans for it. So about a month or two ago, I think we're on two months now. I'm like, you know, what? I kind of want to do something with this page. So I started the podcast. My therapist lit up like a Christmas tree when I told her about it. She's like a podcast. That sounds incredible. What? When are you going to start it? So I did the first one on anxiety and like yourself, super didn't want to be on the camera. So I did audio for maybe like the first five episodes and I did it on anxiety. I thought I covered a lot. Um, I did the breathing technique out loud. And like, oh, my God. When I go back and listen to it, it's kind of like, Jesus, why, why did I do it the way that I did it? Um, and everybody's like, yeah, you could have probably done without doing the breathing technique out loud. Next time, maybe do like a countdown in between breaths, and that would help somebody better. So I wasn't expecting like people to reach out to me and be like, hey, I want to be on your podcast. But the girl from NAMI? And a holistic healer uh, counselor or therapist also reached out to me to be on my podcast. Um, so on in the mental health group on Facebook, it's, it's pretty much international. You know, we've got people from Kenya all the way to Poland. And on the podcast, I just recently got into India and Kenya. Oh, wow. So... It's it's been a a roller coaster of a journey because you know like I said when I made that Facebook group I didn't think there was going to be the reaction that that it got that a movement like you and I are trying to push I wasn't thinking that there's going to be 1,300 people nonetheless a hundred people that were going to join and start posting it started out as public and somebody had brought it up to me like hey. You know, I really want to post on here, but I saw that the group is public, and I don't feel comfortable sharing my story because what if my family sees this? And you know, pretty much the typical, uh, my family are full of narcissists, or they'll use whatever I'm talking about against me. So I'm like, all right, I made it. uh, I made it private. More people join, and more people even posted after I made it private, and it was pretty crazy when you when you notice growth as quick as we got, I think we got 600 members within three months and it was pretty insane.
1: That is wild. That is wild. You know, you, you, you hit on something that, uh, that, that I, that strikes a chord with me and it's not something that you did or anything like that. It's we're all working toward this common goal of trying Mm -hmm. to be, you know, trying to empower other people to, to, you know, get some form of mental health assistance or, or at least talk about their story. Um, But other people don't want to do that and don't want to don't want to work as a team. And they want it, you know, for themselves. And that's something that really, that that bothers me, you know, and because we are supposed to be working as a team. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the title of a, of a Facebook page. It doesn't matter uh, the title of a, of a TikTok or, or, or a YouTube. We're all working toward the same goal of getting people better, you know, so that they can empower other people to be better. You know, I had somebody that helped save my life and that person empowered me to help save other people's lives. In turn, I'm doing the same thing for them. And that's the direction that we all should be moving and not, not, doing at going at it alone.
0: Right. And and you know, it, it broke my heart when I had that conversation with them because it was kind of like they were accusing me for betraying them. And I was just like, you know, I, I was I was posting stuff in the blog that weren't getting shared. And again, this was before I started therapy and before I learned patience and self-awareness of you know how I talk to people and whatever. And it, was, it just kind of got to that point where I was just like, you know, I'm putting my heart into every one of these posts and I want to help people just as much as you guys do. And you're not giving me the chance to, to share my story. And I understand everybody's always got something going on and that's, that's completely fine. I, I'm not here to, uh, you know, essentially put a metaphorical gun to your head and be like, All right, I want this posted right now. Yeah. But I I wanted to share my story. And when I made the mental health movement group, you know, I shared things on on that page about my my family that I thought I would never talk about in a million years. And a lot of them got graphic and it was all me, you know, and that's what I wanted to do. And a lot of it got positive response to me like, hey, if you're sharing your story, that inspires me to share my story. And let me reach out to so-and-so who's going through uh, grieving or who, you know, is going through a divorce or something. And let me tell them about this group so they can share their story. And, yeah. you know, like I said, we started getting a lot of momentum and a lot of people started joining and sharing their stories. And that's all I ever wanted to do was share my story and pray that it could help somebody else.
1: Absolutely, and 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 that's that's the big thing. And when when that doesn't when we're not afforded that opportunity, I know for me, and I I don't know if if it's the same for you, but I know for me, when I'm not afforded that opportunity, it makes me feel like what I have to say doesn't matter.
0: Exactly, like, and you I don't feel, feel less when...
1: than, yeah, and I feel less than, and and, and that I'm being looked down upon. Right, and, and that's 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 a really bad feeling to have. Exactly, I live. I live my life like that for as long as I can remember up until very recently. And that's not a a way to live your life.
0: Exactly. And, and, you know, I don't want to make anybody else feel uh, not validated with their feelings. But, you know, if if somebody's saying something wrong to you or somebody is sharing an opinion with you that you don't necessarily agree with, you know, it's all about how you talk to people, too, man. Like you don't have to make somebody feel like their feelings or their opinions don't matter. It's like, Hey, I don't really agree with what you said, but you know, and, and turn it into a positive conversation. You don't have to jump right into confrontation and fill a, a, a conversation with anger for no reason. Cause Absolutely. you know, again, when I talk to them uh, about me making the mental health group, They were basically like, oh, well, why did you do that? Why? Why this? Why that? It's like, I'm trying to do the same thing you guys are doing and you weren't giving me the opportunity. So I had to create the opportunity myself.
1: Yeah. You know, and I think one of the things that a lot of people don't realize is that a person's own recovery journey is their own. And and like I can't look at you and say you're going about it all wrong you know i can't you know and, and the same thing for for you you can't look at me and say i'm going about it all wrong because it's it's a very precious thing that we hold you know close to us like i can't look at you know i can't look at somebody that's been sex trafficked and they're in recovery for that you know for the from the trauma to that and be like well you shouldn't be drinking because xyz well they don't they don't have a drinking problem i do So like, so like, why am I trying to give them advice on a situation that I don't belong in? all I can do is provide, is provide that support.
0: And, and, you know, it's, it's really important. The, that last part of what you said was, you know, everybody heals different and so many people, man, I probably say about 75% of people don't understand that. And that small 25% that you and I happen to be part of understand that grieving is different. Healing from a divorce is uh, different. Uh, You know, whatever struggles you're going through, whether it's addiction, whether it's, you know, use to self-harm, everybody heals, everybody grieves so much differently than each other. And we live in that society now where it's just like, it's not okay that everybody's different. We all have to be in line and, you know, stay the course and heaven forbid you're different than everybody else.
1: Yeah. And, and that's, that's, you know, that is huge in my own recovery too, is like, is like I tell people the moment that they ask for help or the moment they say, you know, do you have a suggestion or advice for me? And I say, yeah, I do. But before I do that, before I give you my suggestion or advice, I'm gonna let you know that it may not work for you because it worked for me. And if it worked for me, it may not work for you. It might. It may, you know, but the thing is, in reality is we're all different and we all respond to things differently. I know I can walk into an AA meeting and be completely fine and feel like I'm at home. But I have a friend that is like, I don't like AA. It didn't work for me. Well, okay, it didn't work for you. Right. And, you know, and I I know people that 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 despise counselors and they're like, I'll never go to a counselor in my life, but I'll stick with peer support. Well, that's cool. You know, and I, I can relate to the same thing. Um, so, yeah. But uh, what what led you to get into recovery for your mental health?
0: So I had lost a really close friend um, to myself and saw that I was healing in a very unhealthy, toxic way. And it, it got to a point where, you know, I almost, you know, I almost took my life because I, I, I slipped into a deep depression and I just didn't want to deal with the pain anymore. And I remember stopping my car, and you know I just parked it on the side of the road. I called out of work, and I'm like, I can't live like this anymore. Um, I need to find help. I need to get out of this fog that I found myself in. And the first two sessions of of therapy for me, um, I cried nonstop for both sessions. Um, my therapist told me that. I didn't look her in the face for the first two sessions, not once. Um, And by the end of uh, my time with her, before I moved back down to Florida, um, you know, she's like, it's amazing when you see somebody actually willing to put in the work uh, to get better, to uh, set their mind straight after being in such a mess that I was currently in. And, you know, I always try to stress this to everybody about therapy Therapy isn't for everybody, you know. Therapy is one of those, if you if you're willing to put in the work, if you're willing to dig into your trauma, and yeah. share that trauma with a complete stranger, that could eventually, uh, you know, help you cope with everything that you're you're going through in life. You know, their job is to create that plan for you to heal, right? Yeah. And. As soon as people hear the word therapy, I feel like they just kind of like, oh, I'm not talking to a shrink. I don't want to talk about my problems. None of that. And I always try to stress it every time I talk about uh, coping tools. Therapy is not for everybody. And I will stress that every single time because therapy digs in your heart probably deeper than anything else ever could. But it's one of the most beneficial things I've ever experienced in my entire life. Not to say it didn't come with the trials and and everything else because I've, I've had a total of three therapists, um, one of which uh, kind of goes back to one of our conversations um, about everybody, not everybody wanting to be in this fight for the, uh, for the fact of, of passion or wanting to help other people. They're just doing it for a paycheck. Yeah. The therapist that I have now is a guardian angel. She has helped me – bring myself out of the pit of darkness that I was in for so long. Uh, I lost a brother and I lost somebody very close to me in the last two years I've been with her and she has been tremendous to, you know, to help me get to where I'm at now, to be able to do these podcasts with yourself and be able to share my story and, and not, not slip back into that darkness again.
1: Yeah. First off, I want to say I'm sorry for your loss. I really am.
0: Thank you. I, I greatly appreciate it, man.
1: Uh, you know, that's, uh, I know loss, but I don't know loss on that level. And and so, once again, I, I, I'm sorry for your loss.
0: I appreciate it, man. Thank you so much.
1: And you hit on something that's really big, really big. The fact that there are counselors that, you, that don't benefit you. I, I've had counselors that have benefited me. But they ended up leaving, you know, because their time was up. Then I had counselors that didn't benefit me, and they just re-traumatized me. And then I've had staff of the counselors that didn't benefit me, and it didn't it it didn't work out. But my counselor I have now is great. He's he's an amazing amazing guy, and I think out of and, and I've been in counseling virtually my whole life, and uh, I think out. <laughs> In my whole life, I can say I, I have probably two or three counselors that I could be like top notch. Those those dudes really understand me. And those dudes really got who I was as a person, the essence of who I am as a person. It could really relate to me. Um, but yeah, you know, the one of the things that I also do tell people that I that I try to help is that, you know, you have to you have to fit with your counselor. Like you have to trust your counselor because your counselor is the one that is going to be there and is going to be trying to give you advice and walk with you on this path. And if you don't trust your counselor, you should you have no business being in that session with them. And if they're not going to benefit, you you have no, no, you have no business being in there. And if they're going to re-traumatize you, you have no business being in there. Now, there are counseling. There are forms of counseling that are meant to re-traumatize you. So I went through. Uh, PTSD or a uh, re-traumatization therapy where or trauma induced therapy where i was forced to look at all the traumatic stuff in my life and revisit it. and it sucked so bad that was some of the worst times in my counseling but i trusted my counselor and uh and he's my current counselor and and you know he really handled at all everything greatly uh every emotion that came through every angry reaction hurt reaction it didn't matter he, he took care of me and made sure that i was all right but if you don't have a counselor that you can trust then that's that's where it all goes downhill
0: yeah absolutely and trust is such a big thing with those counselors too because i have met people who have gone through counselor after counselor after counselor and don't like to restart and yeah. You know, while there's there's that free therapy out there that some people use, the talk space counseling.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: while that's great, that there's free resources out there, I you know it kind of goes back to what I was saying before. Some people just do it for the paycheck, and while you're paying X amount of money for a therapist, that X amount of money could be beneficial to sacrifice because that counselor actually wants to help you. Um, yeah. I went into my current therapist not knowing how it was going to go because uh, she was all virtual and I'm, I'm more of a face to face person. You know, I love to have that face to face interaction. I wasn't sure you can feel the emotions through a computer screen and, and whatnot. Yeah. And when I met her, uh, you know, she was instantly welcoming, instantly validating everything that I was going through. And, you know, fast forward now almost two years. I, you know, she's, she's almost like a family member to me. She's, she's like one of my best friends. And sometimes that little voice in the back of my head's like, you know, it's a therapist, you know, that's their job. But then the realization, it's like, it's her job, but she loves to do it. She loves to uh, help people and validate somebody through their healing journey. And she has done everything. uh, And then some for me. So you know, it's one of those unforgettable experiences for me that I'll be eternally grateful for.
1: Yeah, you have to be able to trust your counselor. It sounds like you had a great relationship with your counselor. That's yeah. that's awesome. Real quick, before we move on, I've seen the top of your shirt. Is that an Undertaker shirt?
0: It's a Triple H shirt. <laughs> oh my goodness! I met a,
1: close. <laughs> I met another wrestling fan. That's great. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of us.
0: Yeah, there's we're we're kind of like low key. We're like we're out there.
1: <laughs> yeah, we're out there. We're there. You know, uh, I actually interviewed a guy uh, yesterday that's on my TikTok, pretty influential person on TikTok, and he's huge in like the wrestling community, like the wrestling TikTok community, and the dudes like. Super cool. We chatted wrestling for almost two hours yesterday. That's and, awesome. And, and, yeah. And, and, I mean, I have a fiend standee over here. <laughs> you know, that's a form of self-care for me. Yeah. I get to sit down and just watch wrestling and talk wrestling. I, I, I love wrestling. I grew up on it. Um, but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, where where do you see all of this leading? All all the efforts that you're putting in, where do you see it leading?
0: Um, realistically, I think long term goal would uh, try to figure out how to do it, how to start a nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. I would love to be able to dig into that just to see where it could go. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't gotten that big exactly to chase that route, so it's just more small goals. You know, let's get to two thousand followers or. Let's get to X amount of listeners on the podcast before I think like gigantic goals. But I think long term would be a nonprofit. Um, I I would love to get bigger in the mental health community. Um, I've done crisis counseling. Um, You know, like I said, I I do the mental health group on Facebook and the podcast. So, you know, it's, it's, they're big accomplishments, but I'm, I'm still in that little pond. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. You got to dream big though.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Because at any moment that dream could could present itself, you know, and could pop out of there, and you're like, "Oh, oh, there it is!" <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. There it is. You know, I I have my own dreams and my own aspirations of what I want to do um, and where I want to be, and some of them are slowly starting, slowly starting to open up for me. And uh, it's a matter of somebody posting a job. Yeah on 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 USA jobs and. Right now, that's what it is for me, like I've gotten to this point, so i I got certified as a peer support specialist in Alaska, and the moment that I got that certificate the literally it was like everything started falling in my lap, right, and I was like, "How insane is this? Yeah at the drop of a hat, just things could just fall in your hat in your lap and 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 then it's like I used to hunt for jobs, and now jobs are coming to me or where I used to hunt for opportunities, you know, and now opportunities are being presented to me where they wouldn't be before. Right. It's insane.
0: You know, and it's crazy when you start dipping your foot in that pool and, you know, you start putting yourself out there and you start networking. You know, like I said, when I started this podcast, I wasn't expecting people to reach out to me like that. You yeah. know, I was, uh, you know, you're the, I think you're the fourth person. Um, that's reached out to me about actually being on the podcast. And, you know, it's it's great opportunity. It puts your name out there in, in some sense or another. And then that networking comes with, hey, why don't you reach out to, out to this person? They'd be a great guest on your podcast. And it's slowly starting to come together, you know, like you said. And I, I always love to say, you know, progress, not perfection. And yeah. I had that tattooed on me because it's one of those very simple sayings that, just always uh, speaks out to me because so many people, you know, thrive for perfection. You know, their whole life is based on everything has to be perfect to be happy. And obviously <laughs> you and I know that's anything further than the yeah. truth. You know, we're, we're going to go through roadblocks. We're going to have a, a bumpy road to get to where we want to get. And, uh, you know, much like therapy, you got to be willing to put in the work. And yeah. while that saying is like, you know, good things come to good people for, you know, those who wait, you also have to put in that work too, because if you don't put in that work, nothing's going to come to you. Absolutely. And, and that's just, you know, you got to, it's great to show, share those motivational quotes, but you got to be a realist about some of them too, man, because so many people that share motivational posts and are still in the same place they were in 15, 20 years ago, it's just like, you got to be willing to put in effort too, man. You you got to balance it out.
1: Yeah. You know, I think we're like on the same wavelength here. It's weird how like the universe kind of like throws some things in our pathway. At my meeting today, like I I shared with you, um, and I didn't tell you this, and and it's weird that it kind of happened. I had a participant sharing, and I wrote something down in a notebook. And then before... You know, he was done, done his processing right before he was, he literally said what I wrote down in my notebook and you just said what I wrote down in my notebook and it was progress, not perfection.
0: That's amazing.
1: And and it's, I have the notebook. Where is it? It's right here. Can't really. Yeah. Boom. Progress over (laughs) perfection. No joke. It's weird how the universe works out.
0: That's incredible.
1: Yeah, and somebody, somebody that's listening is going to need to hear that. Yeah, definitely. um, yeah, yeah, and you, you know, it, it's just amazing how things work out and how 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 uh, people come into our lives and step into our lives and we don't even realize it, you know. And uh, but also, you know, you talked about putting the work in, and and I see a lot of people that that just want the instant gratification, want everything now without the work. Trust me, there's two years of abuse on myself <laughs> to get to where I am. Right. And I mean good abuse where I'm, I'm you know, I'm going to counseling, going to AA, you know, um, reaching out, doing community work service. But before then, a lifetime of, of abuse. And, uh, you know, somebody said, oh, you know, uh, I'm here to support you and your podcast. And I said, look, this is bigger than me. I'm just the catalyst for other people, uh, you know. I, I'm the catalyst for for my friends who shared the story. I, I'm the catalyst for people that that come on and and, and you know dump their soul out. You know, uh, I'm just the catalyst for uh, a a small catalyst for a movement that's that's gonna start sweeping air very soon, right? And uh, it, it's not about me not about me it's about uh, everybody else and, and and everybody that's willing to step in that void and step in that doorway and and be and and be those those uh voices for the voiceless
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> appreciate the shout out <laughs>
1: hey hey got to got to hey and now that i know you're a wrestling fan <laughs> yeah, buddy. CM punk okay all right <laughs> um but uh yeah anyways uh before before we jump off here, what do you have any, any suggestions or advice for anybody that's going through some shit and they don't know what to do?
0: Um. So I feel like the best advice you can really give anybody is if you're struggling through, you know, multiple things, and most of us are, you know, it's never just one thing. You know, obviously, as you know, uh, going through what we go through every day, it's never just one thing. Try to tell yourself that it's okay to not be okay. It's, you know, I'm not going to say you're not alone because I feel like that's such a cliche saying to say all the time to people. I would say try to present to yourself all the things that you're going through, go and, and try to tackle them one at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself and always be sure to put yourself first. You know, and that's that's self care. That's uh, putting up boundaries between you and other people. If you're not feeling like getting out of bed today, that's okay. If if you don't feel like having a conversation with somebody, that's okay too. And you need to be willing to be okay doing those things. And once you can start putting yourself first, and this is gonna be another another plug phrase because I love to say it: be gentle with yourself. And it's such a simple, simple saying. But man, when I was first told that phrase, it it blew my mind because it's so simple and I didn't even think about it. All of us as humans uh, are so – we get so addicted to sabotage that you know, you're just piling stuff on top of each other and you're stressing yourself out and you keep sinking like you're in quicksand. Be gentle with yourselves. Remind yourself that – it's okay to feel the way that you're okay, uh, that you're feeling. And, you know, I don't want to say reach out to, to people cause I know how hard that is, but, you know, just put yourself first, be gentle with yourself and and try to tackle your struggles one at a time. Try not to overwhelm yourself.
1: I love it. I love it. Um, you know, one of the things that I say is be gracious to yourself, yeah. you know, pat yourself on the back because we as human beings, we're the, we're our own worst critic, you know? And, and when I see somebody doing good, I'm like, pat yourself on the back. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, do it. Right. Do it. Give yourself credit because you've, you've come this far and you've worked this hard and yeah, come this far could be 24 hours, but that's 24 hours that you, that you were, that you are working your program, that you're better than the day before, you know? And, uh, but Sometimes 24 hours is all we got. Sometimes an hour is all we got. We got to live minute by minute.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And,
1: uh, you know, so that's that's something that I say. And, uh, and yeah, so I really appreciate you being on the show. You, you wanted to share something before we go?
0: Yeah. So um, at the end of all my podcasts, I like to read off a quote that I kind of just look for on the Internet. Um, so this one is for men's mental health, which is, you know, uh, all of June. Um, And it doesn't have an author on it. It's just from uh, somebody on Twitter. And it reads, uh, men have a lot on their shoulders. Uh, Kids rely on men. Women rely on men. And who do men have to rely on themselves? This is why men need friends. Being an isolated pillar of strength can wear on the best of men. And this is why so many take their lives. Look out for your brothers.
1: I love it. I love it. All right, Chris. So, where can we find you? On all um, so on media. Twitter,
0: Twitter, you can find me on uh, at Beacon of Hope M H M, which is the abbreviation for the mental health movement. Um, the podcast is Mental Health Movement: uh, Voice for the Voiceless. Um, you can find that on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. And the Facebook group is Mental Health Movement.
1: Sweet super excited to see where you go. And you know what? I might join your community.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to send you an invite. I thought you were in there, but I'm gonna have to send you an invite.
1: Hey, send me an invite and I'll be there. Absolutely. All right, brother. Thank you thank for you being so much for having me. Thank you for being here. And I really appreciate you spending this time with me, man. I really Absolutely.
0: Do. I look forward All to your right. future episodes.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And everybody, everybody that's watching, thank you for hanging out with me for this little bit of an hour. And, uh, We'll see you guys next episode. Take care, guys. Sean. Sean out.